Hey, I'm back again with another interview. This time I was able to get in contact with Dan Teasdale of No Goblin uh, about 100 foot robot golf. This, I really like this interview. It's almost like a podcast in life because we kind of, I also kind of asked him some questions not directly about the game. It goes in some places. Um, my only probably negative is because I'm a Giant Bomb fan and Dan Teasdale has appeared in Giant Bomb. And also I'm just a fan of Dan does separate just from game development. This might be a little inside baseball on some stuff, but I think it turned out pretty well. Uh, you can judge for yourself, and I'm getting a couple more interviews lined up for the future, so hopefully there'll be more soon. Uh, today I'm joined by Dan Teasdale of No Goblin, currently work of Roundabout fame. And currently working on 100 foot robot golf. Can you tell us a little more about 100 foot robot golf? Give us the good pitch. The good the, pitch. Or, okay. or the bad pitch. You can give us the Dave Lang pitch if you want. I. I. Oh boy, I don't know. If, I don't know if you want to start off that low. But, I mean, <laughs> I. You can only go up, right? From a that's true. You start foot, You have a lot, a lot of feet to climb after you go from that pitch. So. So yeah, it's, it's a fight, fighting game made in Flash, and uh, no, it's uh, so yeah, hundred foot robot golf is uh, it's exactly what it sounds like actually. It's uh, robots playing golf, and the robots are one hundred feet tall, uh, which means it's it's really great for when we're telling people what the game is. Like you mentioned Roundabout before, like Roundabout was a very hard game to pitch because you go Roundabout, it's this game about a spinning limousine, and it's set in the seventies, and there's FMV and uh, it, it kind of, it's one of those ones you have to kind of play to, to feel it, whereas this is like 100-foot robot golf. You know exactly exactly what you're getting into at the start. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, this crazy uh, this crazy uh, golf game that's in real time, and you can attack other people playing golf and shoot off the moon and play in split-screen on your TV or in VR. And uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of turned into this, this amazingly huge enterprise. So yeah, the, the 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 library of games that feature golf but aren't exclusively about golf has grown over the last like Ninja Golf is the first mm-hmm. as far as I know and then there's, you know, uh is it Dangerous Golf is what just came out? Yeah, that's the the Burnout guys, right? Yeah, and then there's, you know, other ones like that I kind of think are bad games like Aqua uh, Teen. Oh, right. Uh, Pro-Am. Yeah. Pro-Am, yeah. Have you taken any, ins- have you, how much do you know about golf and have you taken any inspiration from actual golf games or non-actual golf games? Um, so I think for us, like we, like we know, we, we like golf games. Like I think, I think the sort of distinction, like you mentioned dangerous golf. I feel like the distinction between, between Dangerous Golf and 100-Foot Robot Golf is that 100-Foot uh, Robot Golf actually is a golf game. Like, mm-hmm. you you have clubs and you're going down a fairway to a green and, and putting a ball in. Um, and, like, a lot of the reason a lot of the reason that we made 100-Foot Robot Golf is because we, we love golf games, but there, isn't really, there aren't really any around that are fun anymore. Like, there's... Like, we... we uh, Panzer and I played a bunch of Power Star Golf when we were... Uh, when we first got our Xbox One, and that was like the closest I think I've got to in a decade of playing like a 
a fun, like casual golf game. Uh, but of course, then I got ruined by microtransactions and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But, uh, for us, like 100 foot robot golf is like this is it's a golf game, uh, but it's a golf game that you can have fun with and you can play in split screen and you can you know be a dick to people who you're playing with in the same living room or online and uh, uh, it doesn't really take itself seriously. So like from a like we we aren't golfers, but at the same yeah. time we like you can a ball. get a birdie or a in this game, correct? Or does that it is- have a special name? That is correct. You can get a birdie in this game. This is a, a, a you can get an actual stroke result in this game. Okay. Uh, by default, the uh, the actual default uh, rule set is uh, first to the hole. Okay. Uh, so like we, we count strokes and time and stuff, uh, but by default, it's like you have to just get to the ball into the hole as fast as possible while you have three other people also trying to do the same thing. And then uh, if you want a, a more uh, authentic experience for lack of a better word uh you can actually turn you can say i want to play this game with the stroke based rule set or i want to make my own rule set that's uh stroke based but it's the first person gets all the points or something but so there's a bunch of uh a bunch of different rule sets we include with the game so you can customize what your your golfing experience is Mm. so this is basically you making sony's hot shots golf because they don't want to make it anymore in some way well, Sony's actually making a new Hot Shots. They Is have, there? Uh, yeah, they they announced. Really? Um, it's it's weird. It's like a free roam, uh, free roam golf game with a golf cart. So like you <laughs> you still you're still locked to the spot. It's an open just... world golfing game. Well, of course, open course, I guess. Oh, okay, because uh, I'm like, but... you guys should have thought of that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but that also sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, like it's still like at the end of the day, like they don't seem to do anything with the moving around like you get, like you get to drive a golf cart which i admittedly is very cool mm-hmm. uh but at the end of the day it's still hot shots and I, I love hot shots but um i think like the difference for us is uh we were a golf game and then you can destroy buildings and push buildings in front of other players to like block their shots and like there's there's like an extra layer of of, of stuff there that we build on top of the golf base yeah, and as far as I can think of, this most golf games don't have a legitimate story campaign. Are you willing to talk about that at all? Yes, we hit legitimate in quotation marks story campaign. Uh, yeah, we making like one of the biggest surprises coming out of Roundabout was how much everyone loved the story. Like we we uh, we were expecting it's basically to just be like this this glue for for all of these cool mechanic things we were doing, and then. People like loved our characters and started cosplaying these characters and making fan art and things like that. Uh, and we're like, how do we? We can't do FMV again because like filming people in the backseat is pretty much my my limit of filmmaking ability. Uh, like, what if we went and just like we're doing this like anime golf game essentially anyway? What if we just made like an anime like cheesy anime story uh, with all of our robot golf characters? It's like completely insane and like a little bit low rent still like capture a bit of that no goblin charm but also uh it's just it's just telling this amazing epic story told through golf so did that require you to actually watch anime for the first time in a while or you actually enjoy anime i like anime i'm good with anime but some people aren't i i have watched an anime it's it's good i I love anime no i i I know i uh 
I uh, I've watched. Uh, I'm not a huge anime guy. Sure. But, like, I've, I've you know I've, I've seen through Evangelion and I've watched you know, Gundam and stuff like that. You're watching uh, the ones that people will ask you about at conventions when they see this game. That's good. Yeah, like I think like a lot. If you saw our announced trailer, like we had yes. a very a very like deliberate like Eva reference in there Definitely. for uh, for for that. Like it's it's like it's kind of kind of the same thing as uh, like how we approach all of our golf stuff. It's like you know we like we don't we don't hate anime. We like we like anime. We like golf, but we're also we're not experts in the fields. So like a lot of uh a lot of our stuff is like taking that as a base and then building building like fun stuff on top of it or like putting our own kind of twist on it. Yeah, definitely. You know, using something uh, but not trying to focus so much on one thing that it kind of gets rid of the 100-foot robot golfing part of the game, right? Yeah, exactly. You've got to keep the, the robots and the golf uh, equally balanced. Yeah. So you're also having um, podcast extraordinaires doing your in-game commentary. Is that for all the in-game commentary, or is that like an unlock? You have it. I should say the McElroy brothers is who I'm talking about as well. Yeah, we have the McElroy brothers as our commentary team, which is absolutely insane. Uh, they're the entire game, like they're the full commentary. Like we're getting like like tons and tons of audio that we're cutting up and and like hooking up into all of our various things. They have a a bit of a story cameo as well, uh, but they're it's ridiculous. I have like a lot of this project has been like. Man, it would be awesome if we could get like someone like the McElroys to do our commentary. And we're like, why don't we ask the McElroys? Oh wait, they've totally on board, and now they've just recorded hours of commentary for us. Or like, we should really no, it'd be awesome if we could get like some really like top tier like character art and robot art. I mean, get these amazing people uh, like uh, Soaps or Lysol Jones or Charm Witch, and like these these amazing people who are like building our. Uh, building these like characters and, and robots and concepting them and it's uh it's kind of been this like weird it's like everything's kind of aligned to make this absolutely ridiculous golf game yeah uh i had another question about the campaign is it mainly one character story or is it you know separated off into you're playing as one character and then you go on to another part uh so the campaign we haven't really talked about it much actually it's uh, you'll, you, you'll be experiencing multiple story, like multiple viewpoints of, uh, each character. So it's not like you have one character that you're playing through the entire sure. story with. Um, and we actually have different story paths as well. So we have, uh, like our, our shorthand for it is the Eva path, but we have a, we have the story, uh, behind Project C, which is what we, we showed in the announced trailer. And that, that's like a, a, a small arc. And then we have like, other arcs for uh, for Vani and Max, which is uh, that sort of that Beyonce of robot golf robot we showed uh, we showed on our uh, Tumblr, and uh, like we, we have a couple of other arcs as well. But they all they all kind of intertwine a little bit, and you can pick and pick and choose to a degree uh, like which ones you experience at which time. Uh, and we, we have this kind of cool interface. Uh, that, I think there's actually like a, a brief like quarter second snip of it in the last trailer we showed. Mm-hmm. We have this like this world map that's got golf flags all through it that you're going through and like picking and, and like building out golf domination across the globe essentially. Uh, so was this game always planning to be PlayStation VR, or did that just kind of line up in a certain way? That's one of those things that just lined up as well. Like we weren't we weren't originally planning VR, and it wasn't because of any like 
dislike of VR is just because we had, didn't have any experience with it. Like we, like when we when we started like talking about VR, it was before the Vive came out, before you know, before any headset was like alive in the marketplace. Uh, and so like a lot of our experience had just been from like anecdotal Twitter or like you know game journalist reactions to stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we, were, we were pitching around the game and we, we pitched it to Sony and Sony was like, this is really cool. Have you thought about, uh, supporting PlayStation VR as well as doing the TV stuff? And we we're like, well, you know, we don't really know much about VR. Maybe we should just go and like, you no, know, drop off at like, we, we have, we have like dev friends who have VR kits. Maybe we should just go and, and hang out with them and, and see what they think and like check out this hardware. And it was one of those things where it went from like, like over the course of like an hour or so of we don't sure about VR. Maybe it's not worth devoting resources to this, to like going through the Vive, playing job simulator, playing with tilt brush, playing with like the uh, DK two at the time and, and things like that. We're like going, Holy crap. VR is amazing. We have to like VR, a VR is amazing. B doing VR with a 100 foot robot through this huge city is going to be absolutely incredible. So we, uh, we kind of flipped very quickly. Yes, we'll absolutely PlayStation VR support. Let's do it. Let's let's make this a, a PlayStation VR compatible game uh, at launch, uh, and it's been really fun. Like we uh, we kind of we locked down our, uh, our sort of controls and movement stuff and showed that at uh, E3, and uh, you're the way you're kind of controlling the robot is you're sitting on top of the head of the robot. Okay, yeah. Uh, we kind of like the the sort of code name in, internally is like uh, Ratatouille mode essentially. And you're just like riding on top of this robot and just like trouncing through cities and like knocking over upper golfers and uh it's it's really cool. Have you ever do you know of robot alchemic drive? Is that something that if I said wouldn't be completely lost on you? Uh it would be mostly lost on me, but I would feign knowledge. Okay, because there is literally a part that game is basically robots fighting robots. And you use each, it's kind of like, it was a game made by Enix, not even Square. This mm-hmm. was right on the PlayStation 2. And it's kind of like co-op in a way of fighting, where each, oh, wow. you use buttons to move each controller. It's probably a little more complex than that. And there are segments where either you're on top, you're like on part of the giant robot, like you're a child on top, or you're looking at a distance while two ro- robots are fighting, and you're using that child's view while you fight as a robot. Stuff that, like that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really need to play that someday, because that's what it reminded me of. So how... Sorry about the tangent, but... Uh, how is... Are you excited or very worried about the prospect of doing multiplayer and also doing online, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, I'm absolutely petrified, but it's uh, it's working. Like we we have online play, and we have like all of this stuff is is running and working, uh, and it's really fun. Like it, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where we're you know we're essentially two people like mm-hmm. checking in code, and like the idea of making a, a four player mixed local online plus mixed VR and TV uh, on a console, it's it's kind of daunting. But I mean. We, we, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of smart people, I guess. <laughs> we, we've sure. Of, we've managed to pull it off. Um, I mean, obviously we're going to be knocking on wood and we're going to be, you know, planning, you know, planning to make sure we can push out a patch if something goes crazy sure. at launch. But 
things are looking on track. Like I'm, it may actually be a a, a smooth online launch, which is uh, which is it would be impressive at any team size. <laughs> so speaking of uh, things being on track, are I'm gonna assume, and you don't have to say anything past this. I'm gonna assume that this game will either come out October 13th or after October 13th. Is that is that insane? Did I just offend you? I'm sorry if I did. Oh my god, I'm so offended. Uh, no, it's actually uh, neither. Like really? We, uh, so it's the, the, not the, the, after October 13th. Anytime I can, after. I guarantee it will not be after October 13th. So it, seal of approval. Like the thing we're talking so about it right will now. Be before. I is so the, I, I, hopefully how I'm using logic when I'm talking about dates. So like we're we're actually still working out the dates. Sure. So. Uh, our absolute latest is that will be day one with uh, PlayStation VR. Okay. Uh, I want to do a Blue Stinger. I really want to do a Blue Stinger and release the game uh, a couple of days before, or even like even earlier than that, that of uh, uh, the PlayStation VR launch date. Okay. Uh, which is it's not really a Blue Stinger situation because you can still play the game on your TV and like yeah. it's really fun playing in split screen, uh, and the VR is just like an optional toggle. But it's just that. I think it's just like the nostalgia play in me of like, yeah, let's 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 do this blue stinger move and come out just before this thing. Uh, let's just release the Sega Saturn before there's games for it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then you uh, get to say to you know like um, the people who made Thumper, hey, we got our game out before you, you know. Well, what's up? You know, up? like, I, and it has VR support. You can't use it if we, you don't like, have it, but yeah, it's in there. 100-foot Robot Golf, the first PlayStation VR game. Yeah. Like, but I say, the first Thumper, best. Talking of Thumper, Thumper is absolutely oh, amazing. Yes. Like if, it is if, amazing. I've talked to those people. They are very cool people, and that game is very cool. Yeah, this, that PlayStation VR launch lineup is absolutely bonkers. It's, yeah, Thumper, which is an uh, amazing, amazing crew of people. Uh, Wayward Sky by Uber, uh, Headmaster, Rez, uh, Super Hypercube. Like, I'm, I'm going to, like... Go bankrupt just buying out the launch titles like it's it's kind of crazy. So in uh, hundred foot robot golf is a PlayStation exclusive as thus far, right? Uh, I'm not mistaken. I'm sorry, I wasn't it's, sure. It's not okay. Uh, let me let me figure out the best way to talk about this. Sure. Like, we, we, we when we launch, we're going to be coming out on the PlayStation Four and PlayStation VR, and. A lot of that is because we are only two people. Like we, sure. So like we're we're, we're two people. We're uh, doing yeah, like you said, like online, local, VR, like the whole thing. Like the idea of doing that plus other platforms is is literal suicide. Like we will die if we tried that. Uh, so like the, we're kind of just our plan right now is basically we're going to launch on PlayStation Four. And uh, Sony's helping us out a ton with that, which is absolutely amazing. And we'll, we'll launch it and see how it goes. Like, yeah. it, it's if if it takes off and people like it, and you know, we'll, we'll think about bringing it to other platforms. But we haven't really got any plans uh, at sure. the moment. And but hopefully, like, the ESRB rating isn't changed again. That would be nice. That would be nice. But yeah, like it's, it's the kind of thing where like we it's not like a you know a contract saying that you can never release outside sure. PS4 or anything. Like we're we have this really great relationship with Sony, and Sony is helping us a ton. And it just like it just makes sense for us just to focus on one platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mainly my questions about the game. I did have one, just kind of you know, 
looking at some of your information. I had a question about, have you ever played Far Cry 2? I've played a little bit of it, but I couldn't couldn't really get into Far Cry 2. Okay, uh, mainly the only reason, because I'm looking at your Giant Bomb page, and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know your opinion on Far Cry 2's uh, uh, use of malaria, and since you are a person who has as according to the internet, has had malaria. That's I true. just wanted to give your get your first time opinion or your your opinion on Far Cry 2's malaria. Um, like my memory, my memory of both malaria things is actually pretty vague because mm-hmm. I, I was five when I actually caught malaria, and my my experience of it was I got a super huge fever to the point where I was delirious, and I. I, there's like blocks of time that I just lost uh, that I have no memory of, which I guess is accurate to the Far Cry 2 one where it's just like there's just a cut and you're like from what I remember it was like you're cut and then you're in like a, a small house somewhere and the, the villain shows up. Um, so I, I guess it's in the same ballpark. Um, like I, I didn't die in both. So I guess it's accurate. <laughs> so Far Cry 2 is the perfect game, according to Dan Teasdale. It's, what, it's I'm a, it's hearing. A, what are you hearing is medically accurate. Yes. Medically accurate. Putting that stamp down right now. It's, I'm sure someone will be very happy to hear that. So that's why <laughs> I had to ask that. Because yeah. everyone always wants to talk about Far Cry 2 at one point. It's, uh, weird, like, I, it's weird because like, I, it's the kind of game that I should be into. Like, it's... Like open world ish, there's like yeah. good freedom of movement. There's like tons of cool tweaks, but like I just never, I just never got into it. Yeah. Oh, and there was one question I was going to ask you, and I totally almost forgot about it. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion? And this is just going back to knowing some of the stuff you used to make a long time ago, and also have an affinity for. What is your opinion on? Uh, the Steam game, if you have any opinion, the Mean Greens? Oh, Plastic boy. Warfare? <laughs> I was gifted that in the Steam sale uh, from someone. Yeah, uh, I was disappointed in its only multiplayer was my problem with getting that. I don't know what the point is at that point, then. Like, yeah, it, exactly. I mean, there were some good multiplayer Army Men games, but... But they weren't uh, exclusively. No, like, they always had a single-player part to them. Like, I, I don't know if I... Here's the thing. I got gifted it, which means I probably should play it at some point. Yeah. But not only did I live through that, like, nearly two decades ago, like, I also, like, the first Extra Life run we did for Sarge Club, like, the, where Sarge Club got its name from was when we played uh, 25 hours of Army Men games in chronological order back-to-back, like, the entire library. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've kind of already lived... You're kind of good. Of- I'm I'm good for small green men in world like situations. Uh, yeah. What's I, your I, least and what's your favorite army men game? Because you know, there's probably some that are barely playable, and there's probably some that are, you know, this. If I didn't have anything else, this would be pretty good. There's, there's a lot that are barely playable. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, none that you worked on, right? No, I, I only worked on uh, Army Men Arch, yes. and... which is my, which, which I'm going to put down as my favorite. Okay. Because, uh, I, I, I put Air Attack 2 as my second favorite. Um, and a lot of that is just because the, the, the team on Air Attack is also a really smart team as well. We actually uh, uh, actually ended up working with one of the guys who worked on Air Attack. He's a, a super, incredibly smart mm-hmm. designer. Uh, in terms of worst, well, that's like a 
it's like a bottomless pit. Like yeah, there's about yeah, but you, you can go twenty four games. Which is the like, one that where they're all like I looked at the cover it and I'm like this is supposed to be Army Men. It's like where the it's they look like the villains from Titan AE. Is that an Army Man game or am I crazy? Now I have to look that up. It could be an Army Men game. Like the the least Army Men game is Portal Runner, which is the oh yeah, I forgot that, like, that's technically connected. Yeah, because it's Vicky Grimm who is the daughter of Grimm, who's like the commander of all of the Army Men. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about the uh, the deep lore and backstory of the Army. Sure, Men. we have some time to fill. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Uh, but it's yeah, I mean that's the, that's the least Army Men, and then there's just some real, real terrible. Like there's ones where it's just terrible cash ins. Like there's all the Land Sea Air fran- like sub franchise that's just basically the same game repeated, and then. Green Rogue. That was, was like, the one I was talking about. The one where it's a he looks like a goo monster on the cover. What that is one, that? I don't know, but that one like when we were when we were doing research for for RTS, uh, 3DO just sent us all of the Army Men games, and we managed to just lock it up on the first level. It was like completely like broke the game. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's just terrible. It's just an on rails uh, shooter that's like a very slow rail and it's just like a lot of very very spongy enemies and it's just yeah that whole thing that whole thing is 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 a mess and has also kicked off us doing such club every year which i guess is the, the silver lining from playing 25 hours of uh army men do you like any of the do you like surge's war or is there any that are more traditional that you like no. I guess anything is probably true is the thing. Like as soon as you as soon as you start talking like which ones do you like on a scale of Army Man games, like it's a losing battle. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't really like any of these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean there's like it, it's tough because like there's it there's no there's no path of worst to best. It's just here are the ten different equally bad paths that these games took. Um, and one of them was during a bankruptcy, so that game was not so great. I mean, how you got out of way before that, right? Well, it was weird, because we were... Like, that was a, when I was working at Pandemic Australia. Yeah. And so, like, we were basically work for hire for this one Army Men game. And, like, we, we released, like, right towards the end, like, right before 3DO collapsed. Um... But yeah, it was kind of one of those things where it's like we we didn't have to deal with the ramifications of 3DO collapsing because like they didn't pay our paychecks or anything like that. Like they just yeah. brought us on for a project and we we went off like from that point. Uh, so yeah, in a way we kind of we kind of dodged that bullet, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah. If it, there's anything else you want to talk about, go for it. If you have an opinions on, well. What is, as someone, is there any, knowing also your background, is there, what are your favorite rhythm games and what are your favorite FMV games while we're here, just to close it out? Just to close it out, favorite FMV game. Um, I think you're Seventh Guest. That was actually my first, my, my first FMV game was Seventh Guest, and it has a very special place in my heart. Also because it's not just a, like a rail shooter and it's not, like sure. there, there is there is a game an, yeah. to that and the acting 
it was just the right level of cheesy in that. Uh, Do so, you yeah. recommend the sequel? Uh, I never actually played the sequel. Okay. Like, I, I probably should, I, I own it. I, I I have it in my library. I just uh, I've never sure. read the play. Uh, for rhythm games, it has to be Parappa, right? Like, there's no like I I'm one of those people which I feel like it's not allowed to say Parappa Two is an excellent game because we have to talk about how Parappa One is more important. Uh, Parappa Two is okay. Like I, I, really I, I like I'd go, Parappa Two. I'd go I go on Jamalami before Parappa Two, but oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a, a valid a valid good video game. Yes. Yes. I would say Unjammer is probably my favorite, though. Of, yeah, all, of those three. Of those three, I think the soundtrack is better for yeah. Unjammer than it is for Parappa. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you very much. And 100 Foot Robot Golf is either coming out October 13th or at a earlier point in date. Yes, October 13th or earlier for 100 Foot Robot Golf. You can go to uh, 100footrobot.golf, which is the best domain name purchase I've ever made. Uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff we're doing here uh, at No Goblin. We have the uh, we have Sarge Club, which we're talking about, which is our extra live stream we do every year. Uh, and we're doing it again this year. Uh, so go to sarge.club if you want to find out about us playing terrible games for charity. Uh, and then the most important project we have here is the Men of Game Development Calendar, mm-hmm. which is uh, 12 of the hunkiest men uh, you'll ever see printed. Uh, who this is coming out for t- 2017. Sure is. Uh, we uh, we actually just got Swery's photo in. Uh, okay, in yes. And that is, like... It's probably every quality, year, knowing him. Every year, I feel like, okay, we've reached the pinnacle of quality for what we can get for this dumb calendar. And then every year, like after that, we just get the most amazing, amazing photos. And Swery sent us his photos uh, yesterday, and it's like just like hours of, of effort and work going into this like absolutely amazing shot, uh, which uh, we're now going to go and print in hundreds of calendars, which is cool. But yeah, you can go to uh, minutegamedev.com if you want to uh, pre-order your calendar. Okay, that's my that's my, all my pitching done. Yeah, and Roundabout is on near all platforms that probably would be able to run it. At that's this true. Point. It's because I don't think it would run on an Ouya, and I think that's really all you guys got left. If... We already crushed our Ouya, so we can't use that. Yeah, anymore. you had to. Yeah, that was that's... that was a rule to start. Oh, that, that was the rule of Kickstarter. We had to crush it. Yeah. Uh, but we yeah, Roundabout is out on Steam, on Xbox One, on PlayStation Four. And PlayStation Vita soon. Once we ship this really? game, I, I didn't prob- even know it was still. Did it? Was it announced for PlayStation Vita? We announced it for Vita, and then it turns out that making two games at once when you're only two people is really yeah. hard. And so, like, it's been very slowly coming along, but it's it's very close. Like, it's, it's playable. It's just like there's a bunch of like certification things I have to work sure. through. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. Basically, once once we ship 100 Foot Robot Golf, I will I will. Get back onto the Vita train and uh, get that out shortly after, hopefully. Okay. But, and, cool. and, you, and it comes cross-play with PS4, so if you buy it on PS4 now, you'll get it Vita for free later. And is, is, and is that game currently on sale? Uh, right this moment, I believe it is. It's on sale in North America PS4 and on the Humble Store uh, for the remainder of this week. Okay. Uh, which, if you're listening to this after this week... Uh, it's oops, still sorry. a great game. It's, it's a, a game, game worth 
possibly more than thirty dollars if it was but you get to pay the paltry amount of fifteen dollars if I'm not mistaken how much you're charging for it. That's true, and we may even be doing a price drop on that uh, for retail price very, 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 very soon. So, uh, yeah. Also, get that game. Oh. Roundabout is great. It's our it first is game. great. It's, a, it's our precious firstborn child, uh, and uh, we love it a lot. And also, Cassie says hi, if you can hear her grumbling, our, uh, our five-year-old corgi going around protecting the house. Yeah. Hi, Cassie. And, and thank you very much, and goodbye, Dan Teasdale. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh.